The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. That blessing on your life is about to bring you restoration. In other words, stuff that's been dead or stuff that's been stolen, that the blessing that's on you when you start operating in it, even though it looks dead in the ground, a scent of water, that means a drop of water. Well, let's substitute the word water for the word. I can put a drop of the word on this situation. That thing will live again. That... When Jesus got into Peter's boat and taught and then had Peter to pull all those fish in, what did Peter do with his business after that? Now, okay, 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 all right, okay. Don't want a whole lot of guests in here. (laughs) Peter left everything and followed him. Exodus chapter four. Now watch this, what he told Moses, because Moses has got to lead people and they got to follow Moses. And I'm telling you, they're going to follow you. In Exodus chapter four, please. And verse 17, and thou shalt take this rod, talking to Moses, in thy hand and wherewith thou shalt do what? You're going to do miracles with this rod. Now, you don't have a rod like that. You have your words. Let's look at Joshua, Joshua chapter one. Let's look at Joshua chapter one. Watch what they said to Joshua. Now he's coming after Moses. In Joshua chapter one, verse 16, and they answered Joshua and said, all that you command us, we will do. And whithersoever you uh, send us, we will go. Watch this. According as we hearken unto Moses, in all things, so will we hearken unto you. Only the Lord thy God be with you as he was with Moses. I'm saying that the knowledge God is giving you is called grace knowledge. It is knowledge that doesn't come by the senses. Sense knowledge, all of it, comes through work. You've got to work to get it. Usually it's sacrifice. It's usually people spend a lot of money and so forth to get all this education. You're going to get knowledge by faith. I've got to come over here because see, I'm talking about being fruitful. See, you're going to bring forth something that's not been seen. And I call it disruptive innovation. Now, when God is calling you to do that, let's go to John chapter 15 in verse one. He says, I am the true vine and you and the father is the husband. And the husband is the one who takes care of the vine. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, what does he do? He takes it away. Here's what he's saying. If you get a rose bush and you get some roses off the bush 
For you to get the luster that the rose bush is to give you concerning each rose, you're going to have to clip some other roses. God made it that way. That for the luster to come out of your life, something's going to have to be clipped. I'm talking about being fruitful. All right? Now, let's put the next verse, put that same verse up there. Let me finish that. And he says, every branch in me which beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he what? Purges or prunes or clips it away that it may bring forth what? More fruit. God is not trying to restrict you. He's trying to get more fruit out of your life. And now you are clean through the words which I have spoken to you. You're going to see what that means in a minute. Abide in me and my words and, and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. So you were never able to do original thinking. Now I said original thinking because I think somebody wrote the notes for last service and they put thinking. <laughs> you, you are supposed to think. I mean, you, you go out there to that Roosevelt Road and, and don't think and walk out in that road, you're going to be a, a box of meat in the morning. But my, you do think, but you don't do original thinking. I didn't decide, pardon me, I didn't think of coming to Chicago. It wasn't my thought. Well, it wasn't my thought. First place, I didn't have any Chicago money. How many of you know it takes money, moolah, denari, uh, change? to live in Chicago. But what, that wasn't my original idea. It wasn't my idea to start a Joseph Business School. That's not my idea. It wasn't my idea to move to Forest Park. That's not my idea. In fact, I fought it. It's a pastor, you know, that's a place up there in Forest Park and, 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 um, and, and it's a little place on, on Madison Street and so forth. Pastor, that looked like something that, that we should go to. I said, okay, sister. Sure did. Wasn't my idea. Because the first reason why it wasn't, it was disruptive. It's disrupting your normal train of thought. Why? He's trying to get you off of self. Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except that abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. And he that abideth in me, what is he going to do? And I in him, the same bringeth forth what? Much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. No, 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 no. Okay, here's the branch. Here's the tree. Let's say I'm a tree, my arms are the branches. Now, what if one of the branches got struck by lightning and it's half hanging on? And this is an apple tree. It's half hanging on. 
How do you think that will affect the fruitfulness of the branch? All right. Either no fruit or fruit that's not fully developed or whatever. Why? Because the branch is not firmly attached. Come on. It's not firmly attached to the vine. And when God gives you a step of faith, he's trying to get you committed to the vine. He's trying to get you firmly attached so that you will depend on him. If you don't depend on him, there's only one other source. Matthew chapter six, verse 24. That's, that's only one other source. And he says here, man cannot serve two masters. Either he's going to hate one and love the other, else he'll hold to the one, hold to the one, hold to the one, and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Satan's got, as a system out here that Satan's got that he wants you to depend on because he's got to get some fruit in this earth. And so if he can get people to separate from God or at least be in the church, but listen to the devil, then he can get them to do what he wants to do. And now God's work and purpose is not being delayed of getting done. But you are coming here to learn that you're not the original thinker, that God is going to give you the thought. Now, you purposely move in obedience to God, you attract an anointing to make it happen. See, he, not de- he, wa- he doesn't want you to make it happen. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Say amen. amen. So every step of the way, God's telling me to do more. What do more? What do I mean by do more? Unless of Bill Winston, and more of God. Man, he's telling me to do something now. I'm saying, Lord Jesus, have I done enough? No, I want more fruit. Let's go. Go to Chicago. Started Lake and Pulaski. Some of you, I better come over the other place. It's getting hostile, man. That hostile over there. No, no. Are, are you following? It's very important because God wants all the fruit out of your life. Now we're saying, hey, all right, the blessing is on me. Now, how did God operate? Because the same way God operated is the way I'm going to operate. Say amen. Amen. He said to Adam, be fruitful. Come on, multiply, replenish the earth. Didn't he say that? And to do it. Look at Noah. Look at Genesis chapter nine and verse one. This is after the flood. After the flood, you read it in the Bible, everything wiped out. He said, the trees wiped out, the animals wiped out, everything except what Noah had on that boat. Well, it's an ark, but you know, I say things like that on the boat and people write me, that wasn't the boat that he had. And that wasn't a fish of Jonah, you know, and that wasn't this. And I want to write something back, said, mind your own business and get some fruit in your life. <laughs> You know, they missed the whole point. I'm trying to tell them a principle and they dogging me out on that. And God blessed Noah. What? He did what to him? He empowered him. And then he said to Noah, what? 
said what? And what else? And what else? And what else? That's it. No, he didn't say subdue it. That ain't up there. Now, my point to you is, I was just trying to see how many of y'all just phoned me. Okay, now, but here's what I'm saying. I'm going to use the blessing. And I said, we are turning jails. Come on, help me. In the morning schools. I'm going to act like God. I'm going to, I'm going to see what I want and decree a thing. Say amen. And God's going to make it happen. Now for you to do that, you got to know who you are. Say amen to that. And I'm saying to you right now, God has big plans for you because what he did, look what he said in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31. Glory to God. Remember what he said now, every tree in you that the father has not planted shall be rooted up. I'll try that again. Every tree in you, every belief system that God didn't put in you, God's going to get it out of you. Look what he says up here. And the parable put it forth, he's saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it what? Is the greatest among herbs. And what else? Becometh a tree, come on, that the birds of the air come and lodge under the branches there. You see what I'm saying here? Now, God's saying for you to replenish the earth. I want you to replenish the earth. Now, where are you going to get the ideas from? You're going to get them from God because you don't have original ideas. God knows exactly what he wants to do. Watch this and chose you to do it. Am I right about it? He knew exactly what he wanted and spoke to what he wanted it to come from. Meaning that he wanted fish and he spoke to the water. He wanted cattle, he spoke to the earth. But he wanted you and spoke to himself. But now he spoke to himself and produced you to act like him. So what you want, God is now speaking to you. For you to bring forth what he's... Lord have mercy. This is powerful stuff. Now... Say, I am intelligent. Now that means that you're going to know things that the most educated people in the world don't know. So just, just receive that. Am I right about it? That means also because of this, um, uh, grace knowledge and grace skill, God's going to give you skills that you didn't have to go to learn. He's going to give you proficiency without years. Exodus chapter 31, verse one. Just look at it now. Now I'm talking to everybody in here. I'm saying, I don't care whether you're eight or 80. I don't care whether you've got a poor family, rich family. I don't care whether you're third grade education or whatever. I'm not down in education. I'm just letting you know the government is not your problem. Because what you got, the government can't stop. All right, look what it says here. It says, and the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, watch this. See, 
I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with what? The spirit of God, that's the spirit of intelligence or wisdom, in wisdom and what? In understanding and in what? Knowledge and in all what? Manner of what? Workmanship. In other words, skills. Skills. So David never fought Goliath. Goliath been trained in skill from his youth. David never fought like that. Yet David slaughtered Goliath and everybody in there. And I'm telling you, you're about to take the lead over the world. And you're going to take the lead because the blessing is on your life. The first thing you do is got to receive the blessing. Watch this. And have faith in what the blessing said to you. Now, the blessing, when you got it on you, no matter where you go, it will protect you. Say amen to that. That blessing, the only reason it got to Job like that is because the blessing stopped. Look what it says here in Job chapter 1 and verse 9. Let's try that one right there. Then Satan answered and said to the Lord, Do you, does Job fear you for naught? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his who? House and about all that he what? Hath on what? Every side thou hast what? Thou hast what? Blessed the work of his hand. Job was blessed. No way Satan could have gotten to Job. The only way he got to Job is Job got fearful. Look at it. Job chapter 3 verse 25. And if you get fearful, that hedge will try to drop in your life. So you're not going to fear anything from now to the day Jesus comes. For the thing which I what? Greatly feared has come on me and that which what? I was afraid of has come to me. Are you with me here? So say the blessing is on my life. Now I want you to go over to Job and chapter 14, please. And Job chapter 14 and verse seven. There is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branches or branch thereof will not cease. Watch this. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through a scent of water, it will bud, bring forth boughs or branches like a plant. Now, what is he saying? He is saying that blessing on your life is about to bring you restoration. In other words, stuff that's been dead or stuff that's been stolen, that the blessing that's on you when you start operating in it, even though it looks dead in the ground, a scent of water. That means a drop of water. Well, let's substitute the word water for the word. I can put a drop of the word on this situation. That thing will live again. That that dead marriage will come to life. So I'm saying to you right now that the blessing needs to be added to your thinking on be fruitful, multiply, repentance the earth because Amazon can do that or somebody else can do it. Maybe they don't know God. 
I don't know the situation, but I do know this. You know God. And what he's going to give you is going to be far above all principalities and powers. Why? Because you're not coming to take sides. You're coming to take over. And the first thing you're going to do is come into a neighborhood and decree something. Look at Isaiah chapter 32. Look at Isaiah chapter 32. And my people shall what? Dwell in what? A peaceable habitation and sure dwellings and in quietness and resting places. Listen, this is not the devil's city. This is the city of God. And every place the sole of our foot shall tread upon, he's given to us. So he's saying, wherever you go, you can decree peace. And not one gun will be shot. Say amen. You can quiet your neighborhood down starting tonight. Now decree peace and you'll see peace in your neighborhood. Once you speak it, empowered by the blessing, the blessing knows what to do. You don't have to do anything else. Jesus only spoke results. No man eat food of you forever. That's done. Peace, be still. Lazarus, come forth. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Everything you had in your body, everything that's in line up. <laughs> no, because it's the Father in you. He's doing the work. There's reason for clipping away things in your life. The reason for leading you in faith so you have to depend on him is to make you holy. You are clean through my word. God's separating you from the world. Why? Because you're about to draw the world to God. Well, I trust that you were blessed by today's message. Now, here's a point you want to remember. Jesus is the vine and you and I are the branches. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that he said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Now, if he's talking about bringing forth fruit, where do fruit grow? They grow on the branch. And you and I are supposed to give our life, get our life from the trunk, from the roots. And that life flows through the branch and it actually brings forth fruit on the branches. So notice what happens. We bring forth the will of God in this earth. He is the one that we're attached to. Now what happens if somebody's not firmly attached? Then it's very difficult for the power and the, the, the life of God to flow into the branch. If somebody takes an ax and kind of half chops a branch off, what will happen to the fruit? The fruit are not that big or not that you have that vitality and so forth. Why? Because they're not getting all the food source from the trunk or from the vine. So what I'm saying to you is when God gives you a step of faith, he's just trying to get you firmly attached. Why? Because he said, you bear, bring forth much fruit and your fruit shall remain. Praise God. He wants you to bring forth something that will attract people to Christ. And let me tell you, he has done that in my life. I'm telling you these steps of faith. At first, it looked uncomfortable and so forth, but I took the step anyway. And look what God has done. Look how far he spread this ministry. Every step was a step of faith. And what was I doing? 
bringing forth much fruit. Praise God. Powerful teaching. Make sure you get that te- teaching. It's powerful. Well, this is Bill Winston saying, until next time, we love you and keep walking by faith. Today's series, Be Fruitful, is available on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order in the U.S., contact us at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. As an additional resource, order today's special bundle and receive the Be Fruitful audio or video series along with Dr. Winston's book, Faith and the Marketplace. In this bundle, Dr. Winston breaks down to you what it truly means to be a fruitful Christian and shows you how to produce increase in every area of your life. about you, but I'm ready to turn these cities around. I said, I'm ready to turn these cities around. We need help and bless the families and the children. Thank you, Dr. Winston, for blessing me and my family. This is truly a blessing. It's a lot of single parents like myself that's doing everything by themselves, and this actually is a big help. Oh, this is huge for the Detroit community. Some of us are like swamped in bills and in in property taxes and and, um, this is excellent. Um, We appreciate the blessing. And being out here handing out Uber and gas cards, that really helps me. And thank you for your city tours, for the resources that you bring to our neighborhood. We want to thank you, Dr. Winston, and Operation 10 City campaign, and all of the pastors and ministers and people that have come out to serve. It has been phenomenal, and we are forever just blessed because of your leadership. Thank you so much. We've had opportunity to pray for so many families. I mean, we prayed for people that were ex-gang members on Southwest Side of Detroit, our single mothers. Every single person is being prayed for. Thank you for touching this family. Thank you for this mother and thank you for these kids. We ask that you touch their lives right now, Lord. Pitch competition was important for Detroit because sometimes the city of Detroit can feel lost or forgotten. And I want um, everybody to know that you're not forgotten and that there are churches out there, um, pastors out there, Dr. Bill Winston, ministries that really love the people of God and support the people of God. Me having my record expunged will be the most powerful impact in my life because I plan on getting my CDL so I can be a truck driver. I want to give everyone a hug. With the guidance that you all are giving us today, I have a future. is going to be so powerful it is going to turn people back to God. This is your day. No, 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 no. You got to say this is my day. You're not going to leave here without your stuff. This is your day. I just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming to Detroit. to help us heal the community. 
Thank you. You don't know what we've been through here, but I feel extremely blessed. And I just want to thank you. Thank you, Living Word, Dr. Bill Winston, and Operation 10 City for what you've done for this city.